Hello, I am Anastasia and welcome to my podcast. For everyone who's listened to my previous episodes, I really want to say thank you for sticking with me and giving me a chance to improve. So I wanted to start off this episode with a very exciting announcement. I'm sure if you know anything about sports, you know that football is back. The NFL, not soccer, American football. Um, I love football so much. It is really such a fun sport to watch. Um, I'm from North Carolina, so I am a big Panthers fan. Always got to rep the home team. I would say I'm a little bit of a Bucks fan just because Tom Brady is literally the GOAT. And you cannot deny it. This man is one of the best football players to ever play. So where he goes, I will be a little bit of a bandwagon fan. But with football comes fantasy. Fantasy football is honestly one of my favorite parts of fall. It makes watching the game so much more fun because you get to pick all the best players from all the different teams and make your own team. I have played for the last two years. This is my third year and I actually won my league last year. So big ups for me. Uh, My league is just like the fun league. I just have like a random mix mash of all my friends in it. Um, Most of them are in other leagues for money. So to convince them to join my league, we play for free, but we play to win. It is still a serious league. My team this year is pretty good, and I wanted to just tell you about my starting lineup, so for those of you who actually know a lot about football, you understand what I'm working with here. So my quarterback is Kyler Murray. I had him last year, and he helps me on the road to victory, so I'm excited that I got to snag him also. My running backs are DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, and then my wide receivers are Cooper Cup. Michael Pittman Jr., Terry McLaurin. I also have the Bucks defense and Evan McPherson as my kicker. Some notable mentions on my bench is Tom Brady. He is my backup QB. My team name is Brady and the Champ because I'm the champ. So I had to snag him this year. And then I also have Clyde Edwards Hilaire because I've had him on my team since his rookie year. And, you know, I'm a ride for him. He's always performed well for me, so I will pick him every year. I am very excited for this season. Expect some updates because I am playing to win, that is for sure. I'm only, like, projected third place, but I was projected, like, fifth last year, and I still won the whole league. So that's enough about football. Let's get into the actual episode. As you've seen from the title of this episode, this is all going to be about my fitness journey. I want to start off by giving you a brief rundown of all of the different workouts that I've done and the rough timeline of my gym evolution. And then I want to let you know like the top things that I think helps bring me to where I am today. Because the gym is something that I'm really passionate about. I've pretty much been going for the past five years consistently and I think that everyone should work out in some way. So these are just some of my tips and tricks. I'm not trying to be a fitness influencer in any sense of the term. I had a fitness Instagram for a little bit there. I started it during COVID because I felt like I was just kind of slacking off not working out in an actual gym. 
I just kind of lost my edge because no one was watching me. Not that people watch me in a regular gym, but just having people around who might look at me while I'm doing my workout, it makes me very conscious of my form. I don't want to be an ego lifter. I don't want people to, this is just me being inside my head, but I don't want people to look at me and be like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. So I try to be on my top form game when I'm in the gym and I know that people are watching. And I didn't have that during COVID, so I definitely started to slack off. So I made a little bit of a fitness Instagram where I would post my workouts because I wanted kind of accountability. I was going to work out anyways, but I felt like, you know, when I'm recording myself, I'm going to have good form. Honestly, I just kind of stopped it because I thought that I was boring people. I thought that I really didn't have anything to contribute. The gym fitness community on Instagram is super saturated and really saturated with people who don't know what they're talking about and they give bad advice. And I... Not that I think I give bad advice, but I didn't want to be a part of that. Just felt like I wasn't really contributing much. I was in the middle of studying for the CPA exams, so the gym really took a backseat in my life. I didn't ever quit, but it definitely wasn't my main priority. After studying all day, I was just constantly exhausted and my workouts suffered for sure. It was only a temporary little phase, but during that is when I ended my fitness Instagram. So I figured I would just give a little bit of my like top tips and tricks tricks, not even tricks, but top tips and advice for anyone who wants to up their gym game. I was really lucky because my dad has always been athletic. He's always been working out. And so I started CrossFit Kids when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. And then me being the kid that I was, I was like, none of my other friends are doing this. This is stupid. This is lame. I don't want to do this anymore. And so I quit. I took a break. I wasn't really working out until I started regular CrossFit when I was like 16, 17. And the thing was, I was going at like the 5 a.m. class before school and I hated it. Straight up, I hated it. I did not like people telling me what to do. I didn't like them yelling at me. It felt like I was in PE class. And honestly, for me, it was just not an enjoyable way to work out. For some people, they're all about, oh, let's go and work out and get all of our anger out. You know, it's therapy for me. It's my mental health break. I'm sorry, but that is not the case for me. When I am in a bad mood, the absolute last thing that's going to help me is working out. It's going to make me more pissed off. It's going to make me angrier. And just all around, I don't like other people telling me what to do in the gym. I love the gym because I get to make my own workouts and I get to do the things that I like, the things that are fun for me. And CrossFit was just not my vibe. But I am still so glad that I did have that CrossFit experience because I really did learn proper form for most Olympic lifts like squats, deadlifts, and that has helped me so much. Senior year of high school, I did a little elliptical type stuff. And then when I started college, uh, freshman year, I like occasionally went to the student rec center. But sophomore year is when I really came One of the costumes I wanted to wear for Halloween, I had worn freshman year, and so I was like, I'll just rewear it, and it was way too tight. And I was like, dang, I actually gained weight. I mean, I'm sure I had been gaining weight for a while, but that was like the first time that I really noticed. And honestly, it just went downhill from there. I really was starting to hate myself. And a lot of people are like, don't work out because you hate yourself. Work out because you love yourself. And I definitely agree you should. But not everyone is there yet, and I was definitely not there yet. 
I think that hatred is a very powerful motivator. When you hit like rock bottom, when you are always thinking about how much you hate your body, how much you hate how you look in clothes, if that is the only thing you're thinking about, most people are going to take steps to change that. And so in the beginning, I started working out because I hated my body and I didn't like how I looked. And I don't think that's a bad thing because it made me start. And I am in such a different place now than I was then. But if I didn't hate myself that much and it didn't consume my thoughts as much as it did, I don't think I would have started. But now I work out for a couple of reasons. One, if I didn't go to the gym, I would sit around all day and do nothing. I mean, I'm sure as you guys know, I haven't started my job yet, so I have a ton of free time on my hands, and some days, literally the only thing is I go to the gym. At least I have something that gets me up every morning and gets me out of bed. So if I didn't go to the gym, I would be sitting around a lot, and I really wouldn't be moving. Two, being active and, you know, having muscles makes life a lot easier. It's easy to, like, rearrange my bedroom because I'm not struggling moving my furniture. It just makes life a lot easier when you have muscles and when you're stronger. And I would say like my third big reason is because it keeps me healthy. I'm able to live a longer life with better quality if I'm in good shape. Adults start losing muscle mass after age 30. So if I build muscle now while I'm young and I work on maintaining it as I'm older, I will be able to do all those things that older adults wish they could do. Pick up my grandkids with ease, sit on the floor, be able to get up. I don't want to wither away into nothing, and so that starts now. I have to build muscle now when I'm younger so I can maintain it, and as I age, I won't deteriorate as quickly. So that is another big reason why I work out. I feel like my fitness journey has three distinct parts. The first part being terrible workouts and I was eating like shit. And then it evolved to where I had great workouts, but I was still eating like shit. And now finally in this like part three, I have good workouts and I'm not eating like shit. Part one pretty much spans from the end of high school to the middle of junior year. During this time, I was eating whatever I wanted, and I was expecting to out-train my diet. The problem was I wasn't training very hard. I would start my workouts with 30 minutes to an hour of cardio, walking on the treadmill or doing the elliptical, and then I would do a quote-unquote strength workout. (laughs) Although the workouts were low weights, high reps, and I was hardly doing any real Olympic lifting. I wasn't tracking my workouts. I just went to the gym and did whatever I was feeling, depending on what body part I wanted to hit. And you know, that was fine, but I wasn't seeing the results I wanted. That was pretty much my normal routine, sophomore year and into junior year before COVID hit. Once COVID hit, I was lucky enough to have a really good home gym and I was able to keep working out. But obviously I didn't have a full gym like I had when I was at school. So I kind of had to adjust what I was doing. And so I drastically reduced cardio. I started running, but only like two times a week. Then I was really starting to focus on the Olympic lifts, deadlifts, squats, a little bit of bench, still not that much bench, but deadlifts and squats for sure. I was using what I had and I was starting to get into phase two, I would say. So I started phase two during my COVID home workouts. And then when I went back to school for my senior year and I started going to the rec center again, I was 
hitting legs three times a week. I was really focusing on my squat form and gaining strength because I had decided I really wanted to be able to hit 135 on my back squat. I moved cardio to maybe once a week after my workout, but I was primarily focused on building strength and had essentially cut cardio out completely. And I was having really good workouts. I was pushing myself. I was going up in weights. I was going up in reps. But I still wasn't seeing the progress in what I looked like. Like my body hadn't changed as much as I wanted it to. I think I had lost probably about five pounds at this point, but I was actually building muscle. So the scale didn't really change that much. And honestly, the scale has never really bothered me. Like, I'll see my weight and I'll just be like, okay. I've always focused on the non-scale victories because I really don't give a shit what I weigh. No one looks at you and knows what you weigh. It's only like a number that you know and I don't really care. So I was always really focused on, you know, the non-scale victories. Are my shorts fitting better? Do I like how I look in the mirror? Do I have visible muscles? Stuff like that. But at this point, the big problem was that I was still eating like shit. I was eating whatever I wanted. I wasn't eating enough at times, which was hindering my gym process because I didn't have enough energy to actually get through a good workout. And I was binging on candy like there was no tomorrow. I was tracking my meals in my fitness pal, so I knew that I was going over my calorie goal, but I thought if I worked hard in the gym that it didn't matter. Of course that's not true. You cannot outwork a bad diet. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Calories in versus calories out. That is how you lose fat. There is no other trick that is the only thing that works. Second semester senior year, after going to the gym and putting in hard work four to five days a week, all first semester, and still not seeing any kind of results, I was angry. I was so pissed. I put in that work day after day, and I didn't even look like I worked out. You couldn't see any visible muscle on my body. I'm so sick and tired of putting in all this work and not seeing any results. And this is when I really had to tell myself the one thing that was holding me back that I knew the whole time, but I wasn't willing to change, was my diet. I was consistently working out for two years at this point, and the only variable that I hadn't changed was my diet. So I spent the whole second semester of senior year trying to stay constant with tracking my macros. And it essentially means you can eat whatever you want as long as you hit your carbs, fats, and protein goal. Protein should be your number one. It is always my number one and I definitely recommend if you are just trying to start tracking your macros, start with protein. Make sure you can hit your protein goal. Most people recommend one to one and a half grams of protein per pound of body weight. Protein helps rebuild your muscles and it keeps you full and it keeps you satiated so you don't want to snack. Carbs are quick energy and fats are slow energy. And of course, you know, they also help with other bodily functions. I 100% recommend tracking your food. A lot of people online will say, don't do it, it'll lead to an eating disorder, and I mean, if you think that'll happen to you, then don't do it. But for a lot of people, I really don't think they realize what they're eating. With so much of the food in American supermarkets being processed or altered in some way, most of your food probably has one to two times the amount of calories you think it does. So tracking your food, and especially measuring out your serving size using a food scale will really help you start to see how much is one serving. Now, I really hardly track my food because I have been doing it since 2015. I have been doing it long enough where I can pretty much eyeball something and 
I know roughly how many calories are in it. So if you have a food scale, I definitely recommend you using it and not going off of like, like for chips, for example, if it says serving size is 100 grams or about 18 chips, you could probably pull out 18 chips and get close. But I recommend weighing out 100 grams and then pulling out 18 chips and seeing the difference. But anyways, (laughs) back to what I was saying. I had realized that my diet was the one thing that I really needed to change if I wanted to start seeing progress. So I started trying to find foods that I liked that would fit my macro goal. Honestly, it was really, really hard for me to hit my goals. I could do it like one, maybe two days in a row max, and then I would just blow it all out of the water by eating candy at night. By the end of senior year, I had definitely made some progress with my diet but I was not able to be consistent with it day after day. So over the summer, you know, I tried to keep it going, but it was just really hard because I was at home. I wasn't buying my own groceries. I was with my family. I pretty much just called summer a wash. And then when I started my master's degree, I feel like this is where I really fully jumped into phase three in the current phase that I'm in now. You know, I'm lifting heavy. I'm having great workouts. And on top of that, my diet is pretty consistently good, I would say. So now, you know, I'm happy with my body. After almost a year of being pretty consistent with my diet most of the week, I finally have visible upper body muscles. Like, I'm telling you, seeing biceps just makes it all worth it. Because I'm like, yes, finally, people can see that I kind of lift. (laughs) I have visible quads, which I have literally wanted for forever. And I don't look in the mirror and hate my body. I don't think about it all the time. You know, I just live. I exist. And really... That was always my goal, was I wanted to stop constantly thinking about how much I hated how I looked. For me, that is a huge win. And I really want to talk about some of the turning points that helped me evolve from shitty workouts and shitty nutrition to good workouts and good nutrition. The first one being, like I said earlier, figuring out what type of diet works for me and sticking with it consistently. So I started a meal plan where I ate the exact same things every single day, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it helped me so much. That's really what made my diet work for me. I was never feeling restricted because it was great. I already knew what I was going to eat all day. I was eating eggs for breakfast. Lunch, I was eating burgers. And then for dinner, I had these pan-fried wontons that were to die for. And then I'd have like some fruit snacks or fruit leather during the day for like a snack. And sometimes either late at night or before my workout, I would have a protein pancake with sugar-free syrup. And something that I think 100% changed everything for me is that I started having outshine bars for a dessert at the end of my day. It really helped me curb my sweet tooth because every night I knew I was going to eat a popsicle so I could talk myself out of running to the store and getting candy. I also kept a bag of Jolly Ranchers around, so it was really nice that I finally, you know, figured out what worked for me. So clearly the number one thing that really helped me was figuring out my diet, and it took a really long time. I know a lot of people hate eating the same thing every single day, but if it doesn't really matter to you, maybe try eating the exact same breakfast and the exact same lunch. And then switching up your dinners. That's an easy thing that you can switch up. But if you know that your breakfast and lunch are on point, then you're at least halfway through a good day. Another thing that was super helpful for me was tracking my workouts. I started writing my workouts in the notes app on my phone. I would write at the title what body part I was going to hit and the date. And then I had my workout written out and I added what weight I was going to use for each exercise. 
I highly recommend this because in the notes app of your phone, you can search the name of an exercise and it will come up with all of the rep schemes and weights that you've done. And so then you can look at it and say, okay, last week I did three sets of 12 lateral raises using 10s. So why don't this week I do three sets of 10 using 15 pounds? So I'm lowering the reps a little bit and upping the weight. And if you keep doing this over time, it leads to progressive overload, which is how you challenge your muscles and how you gain strength and grow. If you don't track, then it's hard to remember what you did a week ago or two weeks ago, and you run the risk of using the same weights over and over again and never pushing yourself to improve. Obviously, you don't have to be upping the weight every single time you work out, but if you add two more reps, you know, you add a whole nother set. There are things you can do without changing the weight that still push you, and that is is the most important part about working out. I would say another big thing that helped me was getting the right equipment. Like I was saying, one of my goals for the longest time was being able to back squat 135. And my squat form honestly was pretty bad as soon as it was more than 100 pounds. It wasn't until I started using a lifting belt that I was actually able to have a good form for the heavy weight. I didn't know how to brace my core. You know, people will say brace your core, but it was hard for me to actually figure out what that meant until I started using a belt. The belt helped me because it gives you something to like push against. So it actually does keep your body tight and braced. And I can't even tell you how much my squat form improved after I started using a belt. So if you're struggling, even with lightweight, maybe use a belt because it definitely helped me with the cues, really improved my squat form. So I was able to hit 135. Another thing is that for Christmas my senior year, my dad got me little yellow 1.25 weights, which add up to 2.5. And normally at the gym, the smallest weights that they have are 2.5. But once I started using those, I was able to go up in weight a lot more frequently. And so eventually, by the end of the next summer, I was finally able to hit 135. And it was one of the best days of my life. My back squat max currently is 170. You know, I'm coming for you 200. That's my next goal for sure. But yeah, those are a couple things that I felt really took my fitness game to the next level. I'm almost five years into consistently working out, and I would say I've truly only seen real progress in the last year. Shit takes a long-ass time, (laughs) but I needed to go through the shitty phases to finally reach the phase that I'm in now, and I really enjoy weightlifting. If I didn't, I would not have stuck with it as long as I have, and that's one of the most important things about working out. It really doesn't matter what you do. They mostly have, you know, the same benefits for your health and everything, but it's important that you actually enjoy whatever type of workout that you do. You won't always have good workouts. You won't always want to go, but if you have goals you want to reach, you'll go anyways. I love to say that I've never regretted a workout, and I would say that that's true. There are even so many times that I've walked in tried to do something, realized today was not my fucking day, and I left after 10 minutes of being there, and I still don't regret going because sometimes I don't want to go, I get there, and I have a great workout. You never know when you're going to have the best workout of your life, so go anyways and see what happens, and if some days it's just not going to work, you know that it's not going to work and you can leave. Probably pretty likely that you'll go through periods where you're super into the gym And every workout, you're hitting PRs. And that is great. 
but you will also probably have periods where your workouts are terrible and you feel weak and it's okay. Everyone goes through these cycles and what's important, like I said, is that you keep going. Everyone should be working out in some way, whether it's weightlifting, CrossFit, running, yoga, Pilates, workout classes like bar or spin, or even just home workouts. I hope you guys realize that your health is one of the only things that money cannot buy and money cannot fix. So you need to take care of yourself and move your body for your current self and for your future self because there are so many people who have everything in the world except good health and that's all that they want. I really hope that you guys were able to take something from my spiel on my workout roller coaster. I'm pretty passionate about the gym and I think that everyone can benefit from it in some sort of way. So thank you so much for listening to the whole thing if you made it to the end. I will see you guys next week for another episode. Bye, guys.